1: Hello everybody, Mark Levin here, our number 877-381-3811, 877-381-3811. Now let me tell you how this works. I'm one of the biggest talk show hosts in the United States. I may be considered the leading constitutional conservative, at least one of them on radio. The left hates my gut, so their tape recorders are going now, and they want to try and seize on anything I say about Roy Moore, over at Media Matters and other places, to try and smear me, to attack my character, to, this is how it works, I'm just telling you how it works today. Many of you are listening in to see how I respond to this too, and I'm going to give you my honest opinion, which I always do. But I just want you to watch how this is cherry picked. Now, I read this Washington Post piece. I read it twice. Then I read what Roy Moore had to say. Then I read what Republicans in Washington are saying. Here's the problem with all this. When you're a politician, if you're running for public office and your election is a month or so away... And let's say you're innocent. How exactly do you defend yourself? Do you agree with me, Mr. Producer? It's not going to go to court. There's no process in place for airing the allegations, vetting them, and for responding to them in a way, and for some fact finder to figure out what's what. There's simply no way. And so what has come to mind with me when I was reading it, and I'm reading everything related to this, is why now? This isn't the first time this has been done to a politician, whether they're guilty or innocent. This information didn't come out during the primary. Why is that? This information comes out now, is reported now, and apparently the ballots can't be changed in Alabama. So it comes out now, well after the Republican primary, and the ballots can't be changed in Alabama, and the information's coming from the Washington Post, which has already endorsed the Democrat in Alabama. Am I supposed to ignore all that? And again, it comes out as as a time, and I speak as a lawyer where it is impossible to judge the facts or the allegations or the supposed facts. There's no way. It cannot be resolved prior to the election. It simply cannot be resolved prior to the election. That's why when guys like Mitch McConnell and all the other Republicans go on and say, if this is true, he should withdraw. Well, what does that mean? If this is true, he should withdraw. How do we know it's true or not? And how will it be done before the election? And how does he withdraw when in Alabama the ballot stays the same? And a lot of these Republicans inside the Capitol building, and I'm, I'm just telling you the truth, they hate this guy Roy Moore. They hate him. Some have backed them. Most have not. Then I think to myself, did the Washington Post pursue the Juanita-Broderick charges against Bill Clinton aggressively? No, they didn't. Like most media outlets, they sat on them. They sat on them. Why? Why did they sit on them? Well, you know why. Now, the Washington Post story is too long to read, but you've heard the media report that there are four women who've come forward and made allegations. Four women have come forward and made what kind of allegations? According to the Washington Post story itself, the four women did not come forward. The four women were found by the Washington Post. The intrepid reporters were in Alabama, they say, they... uh, They heard uh, rumblings about more years, decades ago, uh, uh, pursuing teenagers or something of that sort, and so they pursued the story. They just figured it out now, and that's why they're publishing it now. These women are in their 50s. Some are almost 60. Now, in three cases of the four women, quote-unquote, who've come forward. It appears he went on dates with with the three of them, and nothing beyond kissing in two cases. And it didn't even reach that in, I believe, one of the cases. And they were not 14 in these cases. I'm trying to remember the ages, and I can't. And I'm not defending him. I'm just laying out the facts as have been presented here. Now, as to the woman who was 14, Fox News reports Alabama Republican Senate candidate Roy Moore on Thursday adamantly denied a Washington Post report on a woman, she's now 53, who claims the former judge and staunch social conservative initiated a sexual encounter with her when she was 14. Allegations that have rocked the race in the final stretch. The Post story centered on allegations made by Lee Korfman, now 53. She told the newspaper that more than an assistant district attorney first approached her in 1979 outside a courthouse in Alabama where she was sitting with her mother. On another occasion, she said more than 32 took her to his home in the woods and kissed her. During a subsequent visit, Korfman reportedly claimed he took off her shirt and pants and so forth. Uh, There was no intercourse. And you can read the rest yourself. I'm not going to read it on the air, just because I I don't like reading this kind of stuff on the air. Now, what are we to make of this? True or not? What's with the timing of this story? You know, I put myself in the position of both these people. First, you have Roy Moore. The man has been anti-establishment in Alabama since day one. He was a Supreme Court justice, and they're not appointed. They run for office. He was a quote-unquote controversial Supreme Court justice because he refused to remove the Ten Commandments from the courthouse. And he was ordered to do so, and he still refused. And they removed it, and they removed him. Wouldn't you think at that point some information would come out, but no information came out? Wouldn't you think at the point of his announcement that he's running for the United States Senate in the Republican primary, information would come out, or at least intrepid reporters would want to get information? But it didn't come out. And here we are, as the Fox News article reports, in the final stretch of the Senate campaign in Alabama. The final stretch. And the Washington Post digs out the information, according to them, and reports it today. And reports it today. And it's all over the media. Four women have come forward. And yet the Washington Post says they didn't come forward. The Washington Post found them. And they're all treated the same. But they all weren't treated the same. And they were different ages. I'm certainly not defending it. I don't believe in dating 17, 18 year olds and so forth or whatever the ages were. But he denies this, all of it. Emphatically denies it. And as I heard some commentators say on uh, on TV, you know, unlike the Harvey Weinstein case where they said, well, this was a, you know, it's a it's a bad secret. It was an open secret. This guy, you know, he, he would mean, you know, the way he would treat women and how many women and this, that, and the other thing. When I read this, I was stunned, and the left, no doubt, was ecstatic. But what of the media, the timing of such a report? Are we to believe that these Washington Post reporters just happened to hear about this when they went to Alabama from some of his supporters and now they were just able to, to draw the truth out of these women, particularly the, the former 14-year-old who's now 53 years old? Is that what we're to believe? The newspaper that endorsed the Democrat already? Well, that's what's going on here. I remember many decades ago in the Clarence Thomas case, many decades ago, how he was treated, the allegations that were made against him, the timing of those allegations was terrible, absolutely terrible, and it was almost impossible for the man to defend himself, because there he was at a hearing, at a hearing. It had never come up before, despite the fact he was a public figure, he'd been the uh, chairman of the EEOC, he was quite well known as a former judge, never come up before, and then it comes up then comes up then. So the Washington Post, if it was going to report a story like this, it should have reported it earlier. Well, you know, we only learned about this. No, you didn't. I don't believe that for two seconds. I don't believe that for two seconds. And these Republicans saying, if it's true, he should withdraw. Well, of course, if it's true, he should withdraw. How do we find that out? The problem is, in a situation like this, you know and I know, in the media, you're guilty until proven innocent. That's a fact. You're guilty until proven innocent. And by the way, speaking of criminal behavior, quote-unquote, of which most of what they have reported would not be, with respect to the 14-year-old could be, you've got Bob Menendez in New Jersey who's been on trial for corruption charges. You read almost nothing about this. You hear almost nothing about this. He's a sitting United States senator. Have any of these Republicans come forward and said he should resign because he was indicted, because he's in trial? No. In fact, Lindsey Graham testified on behalf of Menendez's character in New Jersey. man was indicted. He's on trial. Hasn't been convicted yet. Maybe he won't be. But nobody has jumped to demand his resignation on either side of the aisle, Republican or Democrat. Why is that? Why is that? Many years ago when I was in California... We didn't live there long, but we lived there a little while. There was a race. The facts are clearly not exact. It doesn't really matter. But there was a race they ran in California where this wonderful man, and he's still a wonderful man, Bruce Herschenson, was running for the Senate against Barbara Boxer, her first campaign for the Senate. He lost by a couple of points. And they made some allegations about women or a woman. I don't remember the specifics. It wasn't anything like this, but it was something. And it cost them the election. And it turned out it was all BS. Because when the media report this stuff so close to the election, and there's no way, no way to get to the bottom of it, no way to resolve the issue, For the most part, at least in the Republican side, when the person is accused, they lose. They lose. I don't know the facts of this case. I just know this is a lousy way to report. This is a lousy way to do this. And this is how the Washington Post conducts itself. It's how CNN conducts itself. Now we'll see how the left, media matters, and the others try to cherry pick and twist what I just said. None of it, which, none of it is controversial. None of what I've said is controversial. But it's truthful. And it's objective. I'll be right back. And I printed this out, it was 11 pages for my printer. Look at page 7 of the printed pages. The three other women who spoke to the Post say that Moore asked them on dates when they were between 16 and 18, and he was in his early 30s. Now, there would have been nothing criminal about that. Moreover, when you read further in there, they didn't do anything. They went on a few dates. They kissed. That was it. Period. That was it. One of them had turned 19. So why are they throwing these in with... I mean, again, I don't know what's accurate and what's not accurate. Um, But again, the timing of this just makes it virtually impossible to sort through anything which I guess is why there's this timing. And they wrote on page three of my printed version, neither Korfman nor any of the other women sought out the post. While reporting a story in Alabama about supporters of Moore's Senate campaign, a post reporter heard that Moore allegedly had sought relationships with teenage girls. Now, how would this happen? All the various events... All the campaigns running for the Supreme Court, a Post reporter just happened to hear about relationships with teenage girls. These ladies say they never, they they didn't come forward. This just doesn't smell right to me. Whatever the facts turn out to be, something about this doesn't smell right to me. We'll be right back.
2: unapologetic patriot and unapologetic constitutionalist.
0: You can reach him at
1: 877-381-3811. We don't know anything more than what the Washington Post has reported. That's all we know. Now I'm sure the morning news shows are working as I speak to get one or more of these ladies To go on TV. I'm sure that's the case because they want to jack up their ratings and they want to influence the outcome of the race. They weren't so excited about getting Juanita Broderick or Paula Jones or Kathleen Willey. Even today, they look down upon those women. I mean, we have to be honest about these things. Now, Roy Moore and his campaign issued a statement. Today, the Judge Roy Moore campaign for U.S. Senate issued a statement. This is them. Responding to yet another baseless political attack by the Washington Post, a paper that has endorsed Judge Moore's opponent. Moore campaign chair Bill Armistead released the following statement on Thursday afternoon. Judge Roy Moore has endured the most outlandish attacks on any candidate in the modern political arena But this story in today's Washington Post alleging sexual impropriety takes the case cake. National liberal organizations know their chosen candidate, Doug Jones, is in a death spiral. And this is their last-ditch Hail Mary. The Washington Post has already endorsed the judge's opponent. And for months, they've engaged in a systematic campaign to distort the truth about the judge's record and career and derail his campaign. In fact, just two days ago, the Foundation for Moral Law sent a retraction Demand to the Post for the false stories they wrote about the judge's work in compensation. But apparently there's no end to what the Post will allege. The judge has been married to Kayla for nearly 33 years, has four children and five grandchildren. He's been a candidate in four hotly contested statewide political contests, twice as a gubernatorial candidate, twice as a candidate for chief justice. He's been a three-time candidate for local office. He's been a national figure in two groundbreaking judicial fights over religious liberty and traditional marriage. After over 40 years of public service, if any of these allegations were true, they would have been made public long before now, they write. Judge Rory Moore is winning a double-digit lead, and so forth and so on. So it's no surprise, they write, with just over four weeks remaining in a race for the U.S. Senate with national implications that the Democratic Party and the country's most liberal newspaper would come up with a fabrication of this kind, The garbage, this garbage, is the very definition of fake news and intentional defamation. He said it's completely false and a desperate political attack. And yet the public, we have to sit here, because the way this was reported and the timing it was reported, and scratch our heads. And scratch our heads. And I believe that's intentional. Absolutely intentional. Oh, we heard from a little birdie at one of these events that Roy Moore, you know, that he was uh, chasing teenagers uh, 40 years ago. Okay, if that's true, it took 40 years to tell us? 38 years to tell us? Well, the people wouldn't come forward. But the little birdie comes forward right before the general election? I'm not buying this. I'm not talking about the allegations. I'm not buying this reporting in the way in which this was done. And by the way, let's, if we were to stipulate these allegations are true, and I'm not stipulating anything, I'm, I mean, uh, agreeing to anything, I'm just saying for argument's sake. Look what they've done to the Republicans in the state of Alabama. They're trying to deliver this seat to the Democrat. That's why they timed it this way. Isn't it a little bit curious, the timing of this? It's a lot curious. If somebody's accused of this and they confess to it, it's too late. That's why Mitch McConnell sounds like an idiot and all the others are on Capitol Hill. Well, if it's true, then he should withdraw. Well, obviously, if it's true about anybody, they should withdraw. But apparently, you can't change the ballots in Alabama, Mitch. And I'll bet the Washington Post knew it. I'll bet these reporters knew it. So the, uh, and, by, and by the way, and I'm not going to discuss this all day. What's to discuss? This is, a, all we know is what the Post says and what how, and how Moore responds. But we also know the timing is intentional. You just have to, it, 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 there's no way around it. I've heard it said much today and yesterday that this election in Virginia, what's new? We we have a Democrat governor, we got another Democrat governor, you know, yeah, so forth and so on. Well, that's true, but I want to read something to you from my local newspaper, Loudoun now. Loudoun County is one of the important counties. Well, they're all important in Virginia, but it's supposedly one of the bellwether or was counties. It's a very wealthy county. It's an extra burb, exurb as they call them. But it wasn't the same. There was a change. And those who don't live here and make statements about it don't know. I'm going to give you an example. Here's the headline. Loudoun Republican loses all but one House seat. Democrats pulled off a decisive sweep of Loudoun County on Tuesday night propelling Ralph Northam to the governor's seat and reshaping the county's general assembly delegation. So the three assembly delegates in my area, all four were Republicans and one is left standing. Three novices took three Republican seats, which were safe incumbent Republican seats. And this happened in several areas. Especially in Northern Virginia. It's not, well, we had a Democrat governor, we have a new Democrat. We had 66 out of 100 Assembly delegates, and now the Republicans have 51, 50, or 49. That's a blowout. It's not, we had a Democrat governor before and we have a Democrat governor again. That's quite obvious. But it's more than that. And it does us no good to pretend otherwise. It does us no good to watch the Republican Party continue to move left. It does us no good if we're going to defeat the left to pretend that it's the same as it was in the past. We need to push this party to embrace conservatism. That's what we need to do because it has abandoned it. It has abandoned it. So it's not just, well, you know, it's 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 a blue state. Well, that's true. It's a blue state. But there were some Republican strengths. The state assembly was two-thirds Republican. Now I don't even know if it'll be 50% Republican. In the congressional delegation, it could be affected too. Now, Virginia's not Michigan. I got all that. I spent a lot of time on this the other night and the night before, so I'm not going to redo it. What I'm saying is, do not believe that this was just, you know, a blue state staying blue. It's a blue state staying blue, but a blue state also where the Republican legislature has been blown out. That's a big deal. The good news is the Democrats have their heads so far up their you-know-whats. They're not sure what to do about this. They're quite divided. And the way to defeat them is to go to blue-collar workers, go to suburbanites, go to all Americans with a positive, strong, conservative agenda. We've done it before. We've done it before, and we've been enormously successful. And when we abandon it, like George H.W. Bush abandoned Reaganism, when you abandon it, where do the Republicans go? What do they stand for? What do they argue? Becomes a problem. All right, I'm going to take some calls. I'm not going to tolerate stupid calls. I'm just saying. Kerry, Manhattan, the great WABC, go. Yes, Carrie, go
3: ahead. Hi, Hi. Hi Mark. Um, I listen uh, as much as I can. And what I wanted to say is just two things. Number one, there has been a cavalcade of people on all sides of the spectrum coming forward and speaking out. Because, you know, that's the context that we're living in. Then the other part is um, Menendez, for example. By the way,
1: there's so many allegations, I can't even keep track of who's making allegations against whom. I just can't keep track of it anymore.
3: I know, and there's other. One thing I've wanted to say for so long, okay? And I'm an independent. Is I remember, because I've been a news person my whole life. When I was in college, Clinton scandal. I just remember being sick of it, and it was on 24 cents mark. I just want to say this objectively.
1: Let me educate you somewhat here. <clears throat> it may have been in the news 24-7, but it wasn't originally in the news 24-7. As a matter of fact, if it wasn't for Matt Drudge and the Drudge Report and the blue dress and all that stuff it would never have come forward. Newsweek and others were sitting on it. And it is amazing. You have a President of the United States who went after an intern who was barely 20 years old. In addition to... Uh, actually assaulting women in the Oval Office, actual allegations of actual rape and so forth and so on, and how the media tried to downplay it and cover it up until it couldn't do it any longer. The Washington- That's the truth. That is the actual context. Go ahead.
3: Did, did, did the Washington Post give any... I'll read the article. You know... Uh,
1: did the Washington Post do what, ma'am? I need to move along. Do what?
3: It give any verification... As to how these women—well, you'll read the
1: article. These these women are speaking, and um, uh, the 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 woman who is 53 now, who is 14 years old at the time, she talks about her what took place or what her out her her allegation is. As do the other women, and when you read it all, <coughs> at least with the three women. Hold on a second. <coughs> they say, yeah, we dated and we kissed. Uh, there was no intercourse, none of the other stuff, and so forth and so on. Um, why would you include those examples? People are asking this, and I'm asking this with the 14-year-old supposed allegation there. Why would you do that?
3: Because if it's true, if if it is true, it's it's noteworthy. I don't think a whole man's life should be destroyed.
1: Well, what do you think's happening? Whole oh, man's life's being destroyed. Donna, I have a hard break. I apologize. We'll be right back.
4: Mark lovin'.
1: By the way, my buddy radio colleague Larry O'Connor reminds me that the attack on Hershenson—the lie was that he'd gone to a strip club. Back then, that mattered. I haven't gone to a strip club, but that said, that was the allegation. And so it uh, cost him the election, and Barbara Boxer won. Look, I'm, I, I can't possibly be a fact-finder. I can't possibly be an eyewitness to any of this. I can't possibly know what, if anything, took place. But I am an eyewitness to the timing, to the manner in which this media outlet has conducted itself. And we know full well now, if we never knew before, we certainly know now where the media are coming from. They have lost all all semblance of objectivity. And this very newspaper has endorsed Moore's opponent. I've never met Roy Moore in my life. He was on the program once when I supported him. Republican primary, obviously you know I supported Mo Brooks, but that's irrelevant too. The people of Alabama are going to have to sort through this. The people of Alabama are going to have to decide whether they they find the, the, the Washington Post and its form of journalism acceptable, believable, or not. Again, the two things that I find very peculiar about this is the guy's been in public office for a long time. He's been considered controversial by the media for a long time. He's been a target of the Republican establishment and the Democrats in Alabama for a long time. Uh, he went through a Republican primary where he was essentially running against not just Luther Strange, but Karl Rove and uh, Mitch McConnell and the Washington Post and all the rest. None of this came out then. And then suddenly some reporter overhears somebody at a more campaign rally talking about the teenagers. Is that believable to you? It's not believable to me. And so they send their investigators down there and they track down these four women. And they report it today. At the end of what is a general election, a special election that's coming up. This would be the same Washington Post that sat on information related to Bill Clinton. I only point that out again because of their ideological motivations. So timing is important. And we have no way, no way whatsoever of discerning fact from fiction. None. And so based on what the Washington Post did, we have to draw our own conclusions about credibility, about timing, and all the rest. They leave us no choice. They didn't do this a month ago or three months ago. and They didn't do it in the middle of the Republican primary when things can be sorted out and so forth. They did it now. They didn't want things sorted out. They didn't want things vetted. And so now you're guilty until proven innocent. Even if somebody is guilty, you're still supposed to be innocent until proven guilty, Right. Well, how do you prove yourself innocent? If you are innocent, in fact, how do you do it under these circumstances? Certainly, how do you do it before the election? A lot of questions, I think. Most of which will go unanswered. And the fact that I raise these questions, you watch. It'll be said that I defend this, I defend that, I oppose this, I oppose that, because the left are nuts. The left are are, uh, are 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 Soviet apparatchiks in many respects. Same mentality. You know, business travel is a game of wins and losses. Having a short wait to get through security is a win. Forgetting about the bottle of water in your briefcase so you have to go through security again, now that's a loss. Well, buying your business trip at Upside.com is a triple win. Number one. They have the absolute best available prices for flights, hotel, and rental cars. Number two is Upside rewards you with a gift card to places like Amazon.com every time you buy a business trip. And win number three is the amazing six-star treatment you get from Upside's customer service specialists. Their navigators are instantly accessible around the clock, even reaching out before a problem happens. And right now, when you go to Upside.com and use my code MARK, You'll get a minimum $100 gift card to Amazon.com. That's code Mark for a minimum $100 gift card to Amazon.com when you buy your next business trip at Upside.com. Upside.com, you deserve a better business trip. Minimum purchase required. See site for complete details. So there's really no way to sort this out, which means there's no way to win when you're trying to get the facts. There's, there's there's, no way to resolve this. It's not going to be resolved before the election. It may not be resolved after the election. Statute of limitations would have run. You go through a primary process. part, you go through a primary process to see if anything comes out, anything sorts through. But if you have a newspaper that's basically sitting on a story... Oh, no, no, you don't understand. We were at a at a more event and we overheard somebody talking about this oh okay really
5: I'll be right back
0: the underground command post, deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin.
1: Hello, everybody. Mark Levin here. Our number, 877-381-3811, 877-381-3811. You know what? I'm not going to put this down yet. Pull this article back, this Washington Post article. I'm going to read this to you again. Neither Korfman, this is the 53 year old woman who makes the allegation about what took place when she's 14, nor any of the other women sought out the Post. While reporting a story in Alabama about supporters of Moore's Senate campaign, a Post reporter heard that Moore allegedly had sought relationships with teenage girls. A Post reporter just heard. Heard it. Nobody leaked it to them. They just heard it. While reporting a story on Alabama about supporters of Roy Moore, they just heard heard about it. The Washington Post is covering for someone or some group. And I'm going to tell you something. And this is a complete surmise. A complete surmise. I don't put it past the Republican Party to put this out. Whether it's false or true. McConnell lost to Roy Moore. McConnell's guy, Luther Strange, lost to Roy Moore. And, and... Isn't it amazing we have a chorus of Senate Republicans saying exactly the same thing, Mr. Producer? They're all saying exactly the same thing, right on cue, and immediately. And you know what they're talking about now? Recruiting Luther Strange as a write-in candidate. Recruiting Luther Strange, McConnell's guy. They're not saying, let's wait for the facts. Let's see what happens. They're not saying, you know, the timing of this Washington Post story seems a little odd. Maybe they're trying to take out a Republican here. They're not saying any of that stuff. They're not holding their tongues. They're not saying, you know, there needs to be some process here where we can adjudicate. None of that. It is. If this is true, he needs to go. First of all, if it's true, he does need to go. But how do we know? How will we ever know? 38 years ago. People talking to the Washington Post, apparently, but didn't talk to law enforcement. Okay, fine, got it. Again, I want to read this, and I want to know, do you find this believable? While reporting a story in Alabama about supporters of Moore's Senate campaign, a Post reporter heard that Moore allegedly had sought relationships with teenage girls. Wow. They just heard it. And they're the only ones that heard it. No other, no other newspaper heard it. No magazine heard it. No website heard it. No network broadcast company heard it. No cable broadcast company heard it. No satellite broadcast company. Nobody heard it. Not even the Democrat Party. They never heard a thing about it. Not even his Republican opponents. They never heard a thing about it. Guy in the Washington Post. He happens to be in Alabama, checking out the more uh, supporters, and he says. He heard that Moore allegedly sought relationships with teenage girls. So 38 years later, the reporter heard about I'm not believing this. I'm not talking about the allegations against Moore. I don't know. I'm saying I'm not believing this that the Washington Post is saying right here. I don't believe it. That's not how information gets to reporters. You know, we're down there. We just heard that this happened. In other words, the story was planted. It was planted. Which is why they use this, this amorphous language, this ambiguous language. You know, where Porter heard that Moore allegedly had saw... they just heard it. And that's a, that, that is a throwaway line in this very long article. Stuck on the, uh, in the first third of the, of the article. Just one sentence in there. And what they're trying to show is these women came forward, or didn't come forward. We had to go find them and get them. They really were reticent. Okay, fine. But I don't believe they just heard that Moore allegedly had sought relationships with teenage girls. Well, little birdie told us. No, I don't believe that for two seconds. That was planted, either by the Democrat Party, the Republican Party, or somebody else. That was planted. And planted perfectly timed to make it impossible to get a resolution. Perfectly timed in their hopes to doom Roy Moore's campaign, even if he's an innocent man. And nothing we know about Roy Moore. Over four decades... Nothing that has been reported, nothing that we, quote-unquote, have heard, nothing about this man who who fought the legal system, about the man who fought the federal courts, about the man who's fought the left, man who's fought the Democrat Party, the man who's fought the Republican establishment. We've never heard anything like this. You know, it was an open secret. No, there were no open secrets. He's not Harvey Weinstein and the four or five billion other members of Hollywood who've who've been involved in the various forms of sexual harassment, or whatever you want to call it. So I... These things get planted. These things are pursued. These things... They're people today. Not just the reporters, but they're people today who are wringing their hands and laughing out loud about what they've accomplished Politically. Politically, again, putting aside the substance, politically, nobody can possibly know, other than Roy Moore, and uh, can't find the lady's name here, and the and the 53 old woman who's telling the truth, Korffman, Corfman. Miss Korfman. Nobody could possibly know, and Moore is denying it as emphatically as he possibly can. As he possibly can. The Washington Post reports of a woman who very, very reluctantly came forward, who, who they found, she didn't come to them, because somebody told them about more uh, seeking relationships with teenage girls. Let me ask you a question. A Post reporter heard that Moore allegedly had sought relationships with teenage girls. These four women did not know each other when they were young women. They didn't know each other. They apparently hadn't come forward. How would the source to the Washington Post have heard that Moore allegedly had sought, plural, relationships with teenage girls. Do you understand what I'm saying, Mr. Producer? A Post reporter heard that Moore allegedly had sought relationships with teenage girls. Just follow me, because I'm a very logical person. The four women didn't know each other. As best as I can tell from this this very long article, they had never consulted with each other, collaborated with each other, shared stories with each other, as best as I can tell. It's never been reported before. And yet the Washington Post said they heard that Moore allegedly had sought relationships, plural, with teenage girls, plural. How would their source even know that? Unless they were doing some form of opposition research. In other words, somebody didn't whisper to this guy, this reporter or gal and say, you know, we heard that Moore allegedly had sought relationships with these teenage girls. Am I making sense, Mr. Beducer? They didn't even come forward and say there's this one case. They heard that there were multiple cases. Multiple cases. Multiple cases. And in three of these cases they said they had dated and kissed and that was it. By the way, I don't defend uh, perverse behavior in any respect. I don't participate in it and I don't defend it. I'm trying to go through the facts. I'm trying to analyze what took place here. Rather than just the grabbing headlines and all the static and and uh, the politicians. I'm trying to to... To dissect what these reporters are revealing to us. What they're trying to convey to us. Message received. Now I'm trying to go through it. And make some rational conclusions from it. Okay? All were initially reluctant to speak publicly. But chose to do so after multiple interviews. saying they thought it was important for people to know about their interactions with Moore. The women say they don't know one another then how did the washington listen to me then how did these reporters at the washington post know to track down all four women their source you, you got to understand what i'm saying they're not saying we got this from a political party we're not we, we got it from opposition research you know we did uh, we did a check of our old records old news They heard, they heard, the language is peculiar because they're trying to cover up their source. They heard that Moore allegedly had sought relationships with teenage girls. Then they say the women say they don't know one another. They don't know one another. Then they say all were initially reluctant to speak publicly. They're initially reluctant to speak publicly, but somehow the Washington Post knew how to track down all four of them. Because they heard that Moore allegedly had sought relationships with teenage girls. And they chose, reluctantly to speak publicly, but chose to do so after multiple interviews. Multiple interviews. Why didn't they come forward the Washington Post after one interview of one of the women, put it out there publicly as quickly as possible, so then there could be not resolution but further away from the general election so the people of Alabama would have an honest opportunity to vet this. Now, I know this this may be a little too in the weeds, a little too technical, particularly for Media Matters and sorts like that, but it isn't for me. It isn't for me. Because this is a very, very dishonest and deceitful paragraph. I'm going to read it one more time. Again, I'm focused on the journalism here, so-called. Neither Korfman nor any of the other women sought out the Post. While reporting a story in Alabama about supporters of Moore's Senate campaign, a Post reporter heard that Moore allegedly had sought relationships, more than one, with teenage girls, plural. So their source presumably allegedly knew There were teenage girls, but these teenage girls hadn't come forward. Well, then how would the source know that there's one, two, three, four teenage girls? Of different ages, by the way. Over the ensuing three weeks, two Post reporters contacted and interviewed the four women. They were handed this information, ladies and gentlemen. I don't know if it's disinformation, misinformation, facts, the truth. But they were fed this information. And they refused, and they've written in such an ambiguous way, to reveal the source. I'm not even talking about the name. They refused to reveal whether it's a political source Out-of-state source, in-state source, source related to McConnell, source related to the Democrat Party, the Democrat upon This they won't tell us. But why won't they tell us? Again, they don't have to tell us the individual. We understand keeping your actual sources secret. But the fact of, of a source seems to me to be a relevant piece of the story. So the people of Alabama can draw some conclusions. Because if this is it, what are they supposed to say? What are they supposed to do? You've got Roy Moore, who emphatically denies it. And then you have Miss Korfman uh, who says what she says. These other three women say what they say, too, but it's the Corfman, uh situation that's the most serious. If true. I'll be right back. love stories in this story it's the story is written that is the allegations against Roy Moore which I don't know how we're supposed to resolve this uh, Roy Moore who is unequivocally denying the allegations uh, so there you have people. the loggerhead has been created but of course it has the political fallout which then brings us to the the backstory. The backstory. I'm asking a question about the Washington Post coverage of this story. It's free to write what it wrote. It wrote what it did and it's, it's gonna, it's gonna have its intended effect. A Post reporter heard that Moore allegedly had sought relationships with teenage girls. So how did the Washington Post know there were four women? Since the women say they don't even know one another. And how did the Washington Post know who the women were? That is, R. And how did the Washington Post know how to contact them? But the two key points, how did they know there were four women and how did they know their identities? You don't just hear that, ladies and gentlemen, particularly since the women don't know each other. It's not like one woman said, yeah, man, you ought to talk to, you know, X, Y, Z. And X, Y, Z says, you ought to talk to A, B, C. Yeah, there's enough. You ought to talk to uh, EFG over there. That didn't happen. The Washington Post knew to contact four women independent of each other and had the identity of four women independent of each other. They were fed that information. That's the only way the Washington Post would have had leads. The reporters don't create the leads. The Washington Post had leads that were given to them. The question then is, who gave them the leads and timed it like this? The Republicans spent millions and millions and millions of dollars to defeat more, And they lost. And they lost. The Democrats, obviously, are spending a small fortune to defeat more too. Although less so than the Republicans did. They have people who do opposition research. The Washington Post won't reveal the backstory. The Washington, we can't resolve the actual story, but the Washington Post won't reveal the backstory, which would give people a better understanding of exactly what has taken place here. They're not going to reveal it, because their source, I believe, is in opposition research with one of the parties or somebody else. I'll be right back.
5: The New American Revolution starts here. The Mark Levin Show. Call in at
1: 877-381-3811. Remember how mad the uh, phony media got back in March when I put together from their own reports the domestic surveillance that was going on? Remember that? Right-wing conspiracy. They so hate me. They'll look for anything. Right-wing conspiracy. Turns out I was accurate. Took months and months and months, and yet I even brought up the FISA. Brian Stetler, you can't prove there was a FISA. You don't know there was a FISA. Well, there's a report. There was a FISA. Well, that's not been verified. We've been trying to verify it. Anyway, of course, they forget about what they didn't do, and they also forget about what they said. I want you to listen to me. I want to add something to this. People will fight over the substance of the Washington Post article. Did he or did he? Did he or did he? It's absolutely pointless because there's no way to resolve it. What I'm saying is the timing of this was a hit job. we're supposed to believe that something that was never reported in 38 years was just heard about by washington post reporters who were attending a uh, a, a a more event with more supporters nobody heard a thing for 38 years Wasn't reported in 38 years. Wasn't used in in the primary against Moore in 38 years. Wasn't used against him in any of his elections in 38 years. We're supposed to believe. It has never been reported in 38 years. How is it being talked about? How is it being talked about? They heard it. It was talked about. Even if... One talked, even if someone talked. What are the odds that people who did not know each other, which they also say in the post, complain to the same mutual friend or the same person of the different than girls so someone could report that there are multiple teenage girls he has been pursuing or he pursued 38, 35, 37 years ago? All after 38 years have passed. If it has never been reported in 38 years, how is it being talked about? And even if one talked, what are the odds that people who did not know each other complained to the same person or maybe the same mutual friend of the different girls, of four girls, so someone could report that there are multiple teenage girls he was pursuing... That's what they wrote. They heard there were multiple teenage girls. That doesn't pass the smell test. And I'm telling you, I'm just trying to put one-on-one together and getting two. This resulted from opposition research. It could well have been the Republicans, because you can see how they're orchestrating on Capitol Hill. I don't know. But you can see how they're orchestrating their comments one republican senator after another saying almost the identical thing starting with Mitch McConnell now McCain got it wrong yeah, yeah this is enough true or not he needs to go anyway uh, we'll take advice from him not but from Susan Collins to Cory Gardner to John Cornyn to all the rest the leader Mitch McConnell saying exactly the same thing if this is true he needs to withdraw. Well, of course, if it's true, he needs to withdraw. But we'll never know. We certainly won't know in five weeks. What? How are we going to know, Mr. Mitch McConnell? Yet they planted it. Now, you might say, and again, I'm just playing this out. You might say, well, what is in it for the Republicans to lose this seat? This election, Nothing. But Mitch McConnell and the Republicans have shown in the past they would rather lose seats that involve Tea Party candidates and conservatives than win them because they're a bigger pain in the ass in the United States Senate than the Democrats who they don't even have to deal with. That's Schumer's problem. In Indiana, when Dick Lugar was defeated in the Republican primary, Mitch McConnell and the Republican establishment went after the Tea Party conservative and defeated him. The Republican establishment supported the Democrat, Donnelly. They do it all the time. Again, I don't know that it's been done here, but Mitch McConnell's ego is very badly bruised. He poured a fortune into this race. So did Karl Rove. The entire establishment poured a fortune into this race. McConnell is scared to death that this man will be in the United States Senate before this Washington Post story came out. He didn't want him. He'd rather have some jerk liberal Democrat that he doesn't have to deal with at lunch once a week in the Republican caucus. On the Democrat side, they're no better. The ends justifies the means. Again, putting aside the substance of the story, I am asking how did they get this story? Where did it come from? They want you to believe that they were innocently in Alabama checking out supporters of Moore's Senate campaign. and A reporter heard that Moore allegedly had sought relationships, plural, with teenage girls, plural. So it's never been reported in 38 years, and yet it's being talked about. Never picked up by a local reporter. Never picked up during any of the campaign... But here he it's overheard. They hear about more seeking multiple relationships with multiple teenage girls who didn't know each other. Who didn't know each other according to the story? So how did they know that there were multiple teenage girls? How did this person or whomever, the one person who spoke to this reporter or heard, this reporter heard, how did this reporter, the person that, that spoke to the reporter or the reporter overheard the person, how would the reporter know that there were multiple teenage girls? How would the person who spoke to the reporter know that there were multiple teenage girls? The teenage girls didn't know there were multiple teenage girls. The teenage girls didn't know each other. You get my point, Mr. Producer? Do you understand what I'm saying? This was fed to the Washington Post. It was timed perfectly five weeks or so before the general election when you can't sort it out and the headlines are blaring. And the headlines are blaring. Trust me, you're not going to get analysis like this anywhere else. And this is no conspiracy. I'm just laying out. It has nothing to do with the conspiracy. It's nothing to do with, with anything of the sort. I'm just reading what they said. And the media hate when I do this. What is he, right-wing conspiracy? I'm reading what they wrote. And I'm parsing what they wrote. And what they wrote makes no sense. In that paragraph on page 3 of page 11 of my printed-out version of the Washington Post article. In other words, they did a crummy job of covering their tracks. This information was hand-fed to the Washington Post. The names of these women hand-fed to the Washington Post. It's the only way this could have happened. You know what? We were in there and we were checking out and we heard, no, you didn't. That's not what happened. That's not what happened. That's not how you got your story. And your timing was intentional. Washington Post, if it had reported this two months ago, okay, fine. Then you can work it through. You can make decisions of the primary. So Washington Post did this and timed this to hand the seat to the Democrats. And if the Republican establishment was involved, they did the same thing. And clearly the Democrats would do the same thing. Millions and millions of dollars spent in that race. And a lot of really pissed off Republican establishment types. As well as Democrats. Well, the Democrats claim they wanted more because they thought he was the weakest candidate. But again, I don't know who did it. But you gotta do things. It's a process of elimination. And I don't believe anyone's going to come forward, but these Washington Post reporters who are listening to me, or if somebody tells them, they know exactly what I'm talking about. Stephanie McCrummon, Beth Reinhardt, Alice Crites. I apologize if I'm not uh, pronouncing that correctly. So there you have it. Meanwhile, the Chinese are on the move and the President of the United States is playing footsie with the, footsie with the, uh, with the lead dictator in China. Playing footsie with the guy. Well, you know, uh, I I don't blame the Chinese for screwing us on trade. That's our fault. I mean, if a country's going to allow you to be screwed on trade, then you get screwed on trade. No, that's not correct. It may be our fault in part. But if China cheats and lies, that's on them, not us. But even more than trade, they're seizing the South China Sea. Among other things, and I think this Xi, uh, Xi Ping, who is a ruthless dictator, I think they figure, you know what? We're going to treat Trump. We're going to outdo Mara Largo. We're going to make this, this the greatest state dinner, state event. We're going to smile and shake hands and and laud himself and his and his and his granddaughter and his family and so forth. That's how we'll get to him. And I hope it's not working. Have you heard what the president's been saying? Well, Mark, we, you know, and then then we'll get this. Well, Mark, we need them to stop the North Koreans. They build up the North Koreans. They build up their missiles. They build up their nukes. This is a joke, the Chinese. No, you know what needs to be done to missile up North Korea, uh, uh, South Korea, Japan, to make permanent at least one of our carrier fleets. To do what needs to be done. Because Mr. G understands one thing. The iron fist. I'll be right back. Mark Lupin. calls for Bob Menendez to resign. And he's a sitting senator. He's not even a candidate. He's a sitting senator. He's been indicted. He's charged with all kinds of crimes, selling his office. Why hasn't John McCain called for that man to resign? Susan Collins. Corey, what the, what's the guy's name out there in uh, Colorado? Kind of goofy guy. Gardner, yeah, him, among others. By the way, do you know which politician in the United States, above all other politicians I'd love to interview, Mr. Producer, if I told you this, which one would you guess? Bernie Sanders. They ignored us. I'm hoping one day I can have a serious, intellectual showdown with Bernie Sanders. I would love to have a discussion with him. He's a doctrin- doctrinaire radical, and I know what's in his, in between his ears. I do. I know how he thinks. I would love to have a serious, friendly discussion with him. We can get into philosophy, we can get into the evidence, we can get into all, but you know, human behavior, I would love to do it. Just love to do it. Maybe one day. In need of great talent for your business but short on time, you don't have to get lost in a huge stack of resumes to find your perfect hire. You just need the right tools, smarter tools. With ZipRecruiter, you can post your job to over a 100 of the web's leading job boards with just one click. So you can rest easy knowing your job is being seen by the right candidates. Then ZipRecruiter puts its smart matching technology to work Actively notifying qualified candidates about your job within minutes of posting so you receive the best possible matches. No wonder 80% of employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate through the site in just one day. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. Find out today why ZipRecruiter has been used by growing businesses of all sizes and industries to find the most qualified job candidates with immediate results. And right now, you, my listeners, can post jobs on ZipRecruiter for free. I said that's free. Just go to ZipRecruiter.com slash Levin. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash L-E-V-I-N. One more time to try it for free, go to ZipRecruiter.com slash L-E-V-I-N Levin. There's other things I want to get to next hour. Specifically, comments by Paul Ryan on the Fox News channel where he sounds like Bernie Sanders. I've been itching to do this. But first, let's take a couple of calls. Donna, Frederick, Maryland, the great WMAL, go.
3: Hi, Mark. And by the way, Donna,
1: a Republican town or county, I thought, and I want to congratulate you, now you have a Democrat mayor.
3: Oh, gosh, yeah. And, you know, we've got a rhino at the head of our um, council here in the county, um, he was a Republican, but he always votes with the Democrats. So we've got our hands full in Frederick, and things need to change.
1: Sounds like Susan Collins. Go right ahead.
3: Yeah, absolutely. And and by the way, speaking of the senators, it is amazing how they all um, start singing from that same sheet music. It, it kind of re- reminds me of what happened with the gun control issue right after that horrible attack last week. So, you know, they've got it all well timed, well executed as usual, and my biggest concern going forward is where are the Conservatives gonna gonna land in the end because this will be their blueprint going forward if they succeed with this.
1: Let me, let me just let me just say, Donna, to underscore what I've said in the past. We've only had two real conservative presidents in what is effectively the last century. Calvin Coolidge and Ronald Reagan. That's it. And both men oversaw great economic progress in the United States, wealth creation for all people. Uh, Both men built up the military. There was a great deal of achievement when it came to foreign policy. Um, And since then, we've had basically progressive Republicans. I mean, Theodore Roosevelt was the first progressive president. We've had Theodore Roosevelt. We've had others um, who have been very good in some respects. Eisenhower was very good in some respects and so forth. But they they have a wittingly or unwittingly a progressive mentality, whereas Coolidge did not and Reagan did not. Now, they dealt with reality, but they were solid, solid conservatives. So where do we go from here? It would be nice if we could win another presidency at some point. And I have to say, Donald Trump, and I had we talked about this at some length the other night, he's not leading a movement, he's not a constitutional conservative, he's not a nationalist populist, he doesn't talk that way, he doesn't self-identify that way, and yet, at 70, 71 years old, he has essentially settled on positions that are largely conservative. Not exclusively, no question about that. But that are largely conservative, and I think he's done that based on his own experience and common sense for the most part. Go ahead, Donna. Yes,
3: well, I agree with you on that. And that is why, and I think what's happening to Mr. Moore is it's just deplorable. It's, it's disgusting. And and I never heard a thing in all my years in Alabama that that would ever discredit him in such a way. And I love how you analyzed it for all of us so that we could see the compost for what they are. They're, they're just a, you know, a... a a piece of the garbage that we've been subject to every day by this mainstream, supposed mainstream media.
1: All right, Donna. I appreciate it and appreciate your vigor. As they say and our friends say in Massachusetts, appreciate your vigor. Ladies and gentlemen, is Paul Ryan, Bernie Sanders, and Drag? That's my question next hour, and I'm going to prove to you that in many respects he is. I'll be right back. As the left, as the left phony media are out there listening to my every word, and how can we catch him on this, Roy Moore? How can we catch him? And here's the thing: this show is recorded by us and put up on MarkLevinShow.com every night, right, Mr. Producer? It's in our archives. Not afraid of anything I've ever said. Doesn't mean I'm always right. But that said, there's no reason to record anything. Ladies and gentlemen, Paul Ryan more and more is coming off to me like Bernie Sanders. He talks class warfare all the time. He uh, He's afraid of having tax cuts across the board, including for, quote-unquote, the rich. And it amazes me how the Republicans now, by their speaker and others... Talk about the rich, like a small businessman and woman or a small business family that manages to to earn a million dollars is no different than, you know, uh, Bezos or Gates or uh, Buffett worth tens of billions of dollars. And, of course, the difference is everything. But Paul Ryan, more and more sounding to me, like a leftist like a class warfare propagandist let's start with cut two, mister producer he's on the fox news channel today go
5: the analysis is really clear what our analysis shows us that in every income group the average taxpayer gets a tax cut but the point we're trying to make with this that on the individual side The tax cuts are aimed toward the middle-income taxpayers. The president made it really clear to us. He said he did not want us to lower the rate, the tax rate on millionaires. He wanted us to lower the tax rates and provide the most tax relief for people in the middle, middle middle-income taxpayers.
1: And by the way, they're not doing that for millions and millions of taxpayers. Tens of millions of taxpayers. I think I read somewhere where 20 million so-called middle-class taxpayers are not getting a cut and most are getting an increase. When you start screwing around with interest deductions and real estate tax deductions and state income tax deductions and health savings accounts, and they were flirting with screwing around with 401Ks and IRAs and stuff like that, don't hand us this Bernie Sanders Marxist class warfare crap. You don't even believe it. But you spout it. You spew it. And he does it again. Cut three, go. You can't say that every American gets a tax cut. Then, no,
5: what the, what the analysis shows is that the average taxpayer in all income levels gets a tax cut.
1: Stop. No, but notice, Hemmer caught him. Good for Hemmer. Real journalist. Well, Paul Ryan, first, is what our analysis has said, that in every income group, the average taxpayers get a tax cut. We're not interested in every income group. We want to know if taxpayers are getting a tax cut. And because they won't slash taxes across the board, and they're they're messing around with deductions, every taxpayer won't get a tax cut, cut, which is exactly Bill Hemmer's point. Go ahead.
5: I'm sure there's going to be some wealthy person out there who has a lawyer and accountant that has been able to utilize every different loophole and deduction that is out there. Stop. Hear this?
1: Who's that sound like? Chuck Schumer? Who's that sound like? Bernie Sanders? I would love to know about all these loopholes and tax cuts. I'm considered rich. I don't have any loopholes and tax cuts. By the time these clowns are done, the tax rates on the upper bracket will be higher than they were under Obama. Obama didn't even try this. It'll be near 50%. And you put on that a state income tax. And you put on that that 3, 8, 3.8% Obama tax. I mean, some people are going to be at 60% and over. And this clown, excuse me, this speaker talks like this. Okay, no tax cuts for the rich. Then leave them alone and get rid of your Mickey Mouse activity when it comes to deductions for other people.
5: Go ahead. No, the, the, the tax loopholes that are in the code are disproportionately used by the very wealthy folks in this country. And when you remove those loopholes in order to... Stop.
1: Lo- so now legitimate tax cuts are loopholes. I'm telling you, the guy has lost it. They're loopholes. For the wealthy folks, you know, folks, many of you may not think you're wealthy, but they consider your interest deduction on your mortgage a loophole. They consider when you deduct your state property tax, that is the property tax on your home, they consider that a loophole. The fact that your pension plan is taxed after you start receiving your money and retire as opposed to the first dollars, they now consider that a loophole. You know that health savings account that you have with a deduction on that's cap? They consider that a loophole now. They talk like Bernie Sanders. And we have a hundred phony conservative groups who signed a letter and said, Pass this, pass this, pass this. What the hell's happened to these people?
5: Go ahead. It's across the board. In order to provide simplicity and fairness, um, you know, the, the people at the high end lose those loopholes. But Look
1: how he keeps hammering it. The high end, the high end, the rich, the rich, the loopholes, the loopholes. Paul Ryan. This is the so-called free market conservative Speaker of the House. He sounds worse than John Boehner. How do you like that? He's picking winners and losers. And let me tell you about this crap. They're going to make taxes simpler. No, they're not. It's as complicated as they've ever been. They're not cutting the internal revenue code. What they mean by simpler is, ladies and gentlemen, is more and more people are going to be on the dole and don't have to pay taxes. Wow, they can file their form with, one, uh, with a postcard. True, but they're not paying anything. As a matter of fact, you're paying for their refund. Refund of what? They haven't even paid anything. And they consider this. A great achievement. They're class warfare, progressive Republicans. There, I would like to interview him too, Paul Ryan. I have a discussion about this. Play this audio and and discuss it. You know, in a in, a, in an even keeled way, rationally.
5: Go ahead. I'm actually the- lower tax rates across the board, and that top serious. tax rate applies to a higher income level.
1: There we go. Okay, we gotta get that in. Hey, 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 look, we're helping the hey, we're helping the middle class. No, they're not helping all the middle class. That's why he's using Look, I'm a man of words. You saw how I broke down that Washington Compost story. I want to break this down too. What the analysis shows, he said, the average taxpayer in all income levels. So the average taxpayer in an income level created by them will get a tax cut. Are you the average taxpayer in an income level? You have no idea. I have no idea. But millions of you are not. You might be a higher level in an income level. Even though you don't feel like you're earning a hell of a lot of money. And then he has the gall. The disgusting gall to say this. Cut one, go.
5: This is far more bold tax reform than the 86 tax reform that Ronald Reagan did. These tax cuts are deeper and bigger than what Ronald Reagan did on just a, just an actual basis. I mean, it's a 1.5 trillion dollar
1: tax cut. So they raised the top rate after a million dollars from 3.9, excuse me, 39.6% to 45.6%. Reagan in 86 First, in '82, he lowers the top rate from 70 to 50 percent. Then, in '86, he, he lowers the top rate from 50 percent to 28 percent. And this guy has the gall to say these, these are more bold than uh, than Reagan. Then he talks about cutting 1.5 trillion dollars. You can't count absolute dollars in 2017 to absolute dollars in 1986. He won't talk percentages when he compares Reagan to Reagan, excuse me, Reagan to what they're proposing, because Reagan's percentages were massive, his slashing. And Reagan did other things that these guys aren't doing. With depreciation. And Reagan slashed taxes for corporations too. He didn't have all these cockamamie schemes. You know, if you live here and you stand on your head and you blow your nose and you happen to be wearing a blue shirt... You can get a deduction. But on the other hand, if you want a loophole, we're not giving you any loopholes. How many of you even... What loopholes are they talking about? I don't know what they're talking about. What loopholes are they talking about? And notice the reporters don't... What loophole are you talking about, Mr. Speaker? Go
5: ahead. But more importantly... What this is, it's the kind of reform we haven't seen in in generations in this country. In generations o- in this country. Go ahead. This tax reform is far more profound, far more pro-growth than the 86 tax reform. We're going Stop. Far more pro-growth
1: than the See, they got to trash Reagan while they're sounding like Bernie Sanders. This is the incoherence of the Republican Party today and why they lose elections. He sounds like Bernie Sanders, and he's trashing the Reagan tax cuts, saying these are bigger. Now, ladies and gentlemen, they're more pro-growth than the 86 tax reform. Are they going to create over 7% GDP growth a year like Reagan's tax cuts did? Are they going to create 25 million jobs? it went through the Reagan administration through the George H Bush administration into and through the Clinton administration is that what they're going to do no they're not nobody believes this except these propagandists and the president's one of them he said the greatest tax cuts in american history no they're not that's provably false and here's what bugs me people are saying to me you got to pass this so the republicans are going to lose ladies and gentlemen they pass this And you find out that these deductions you used to have, which are not loopholes, and you rely on them. When you make out your annual budget, you rely on them, you need them. As Obamacare goes through the roof and they haven't repealed that. You need the cash, you need to be liquid, you need something to pay your bills. So when they use language like uh, our analysis shows us the average taxpayer in all income groups. We're not interested in the average taxpayer in all income groups. All taxpayers should have their taxes cut, their rate cut, that is, across the board. And stop with a Bernie Sanders propaganda. They said, we're going to get the rich, you know, the tax, and we're going to take care of the loopholes on the rich We want the rich, whomever they are, whatever they are, whatever they do, to make lots and lots of money. Because then they take lots and lots of money, and they build stuff, and they invest in stuff. Let me give you an example. Somebody gets really, really rich, and they decide to build a 50,000-square-foot home. I know. It's obnoxious. It's grotesque. Do you know how many jobs that creates? The enormous number of jobs that creates, painters, plumbers, electricians, people who put in tile, people who build roofs, HVAC systems, people who make windows and doors and, and door knocks and uh, and door stops and people who make kitchen equipment. It goes on and on and on. It's not like they burn their money. They don't put it in their mattress. They don't hide it. They have to put it somewhere. Even if they put it in the bank, that means the bank has more capital available to loan us so we can get mortgages and so forth. And we're going to get the loopholes. Why? So the government can get the money and do what? Crap it away? Redistribute wealth? And we don't have any Republicans who explain this. None. None. None of them. None of them want to defend capitalism. It's pathetic. Paul Ryan, the new Bernie Sanders. You know, uh, you gun owners out there, can you say with 100% confidence that your family and home are safe? What if you defend yourself too soon? Do you know exactly what that means? Do you know exactly what to say and what to do when you're when you gun with your gun when the uh, police officers arrive? Do you know what to do with your gun when the police officers arrive? Here's how you take a simple and rewarding journey to concealed carry and home defense confidence. It's called the 2017 Concealed Carry and Family Defense Guide. And it's from our good friends, the U.S. Concealed Carry Association, and it's 100% free. You'll learn how to detect attackers before you see them, how to survive a mass shooting, the safest and most dangerous places to sit in a restaurant, how to responsibly own and store a gun, even if you have little kids, and a whole lot more. It's 164 pages. It comes with a bonus audio version as you can listen in your car. This life-changing guide is 100% free and for a limited time, limited time. You'll also get a bonus home defense checklist. Visit defendthem.com right now for 100% free instant access. Once again, that's defendthem.com, defendthem.com. love, Jump into the gene pool. Would you like to join me? Here we go. John, Ventura, California, Sirius Satellite. Go.
2: Hello, Mark, and thank you, and thank you for being on the air, and thank you for your enthusiasm.
1: Thank you, sir.
2: What we need need is we need a freedom, you. We need some way to start. Think about it, Mark. Uh When Reagan was president... Bernie Sanders would not have had any chance of getting anywhere close to winning to becoming the Democrat nominee. The left has really pushed hard with Although,
1: them. although they did nominate a George McGovern, but the difference is George McGovern was not out of the closet the way Bernie Sanders is.
2: Not only that, but George McGovern only won one state.
1: That's true. Was it one state? I don't remember, it wasn't many.
2: It was exactly one, his home state, nothing else.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: We need a Freedom U. We need one, one way too to the ideas out. By the way, speed of that, have you heard that Prager U just did a thing on Convention of States? Advocacy for it?
1: Oh, they're for it. That's good to hear.
2: They did a five-minute video. Dement uh, did it. And...
1: Well, I'll need to check it out, because the more, the merrier, as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, Prager's very good. I'm, f- I'm very impressed with uh, with him and, uh, and what he's doing. All right, my friend. Thank you for your call. Don, Kansas, the great K-I-N-A. Go. Hey, Mark, the great one. Honor of my life to talk to you. You oh, are my, my Lord. inspiration day after day. Thank Uh, you, sir. When I called your uh, call screener, I was kind of convoluted with so many things that are wrong with the Republican Party today. Right. The night of the convention, I'd always Mm -hmm. thought all of my life that carrying my Republican voter uh, registration was the most valuable item I ever carried in my wallet in my whole life. Mm -hmm. I was so proud of that, but the night of the convention, when Mike Lee and his delegates were bringing up reform
6: or to fix something like open primaries, as long as we have open primaries,
4: we're not going to be the conservative party anymore. We're going to stay. Well,
1: that's definitely one of the things that needs to change. But, you know, a lot of these guys, they get through the primaries because they're open like Lindsey Graham, and they're going to fight like hell not to change them. Excellent call, Don. I much appreciate it, brother. We'll be right back.
0: Levin, a proud fanatic for the Constitution, call in now at eight seven seven three eight one three eight one one.
1: These are uh, people screaming at the sky over Trump winning uh, the election last year. You can tell the country's in deep, deep trouble. Deep, deep trouble when you have morons like this in the streets screaming at the tops of their lungs over an election. Did we do that during the Obama? Eight years of that prison sentence? No. No. He can't engage idiots like this either. He just can't. Their religion is, uh, is progressivism. You can't engage them. They're, they're, uh, you write them off. That's the write off crowd. But don't worry, Paul Ryan's in there talking about, we're gonna get the rich. Don't worry, don't worry. the rich are sick of their loopholes. Well, yeah, we'll get them, we'll get them. Government loopholes, that's a whole other story. I'll get the rich. More and more people who don't think they're rich become rich in terms of the definition that the politicians apply. You know, even in the poorest of nations where they have the most radical egalitarian regimes, even in places like North Korea and Cuba and Venezuela, if you have one basket of rice, more than the next guy, you're considered rich. And you're punished. It's the lowest common denominator. That's what it winds up being. The lowest common denominator. Of course, the rulers, they do just fine. They do just fine. Thanksgiving is two weeks away. Are you worried everyone will notice those bags under your eyes and droopy eyelids that just keep getting worse? Introducing the brand new Genesel Eye Lift for tighter, brighter, and younger looking eyes. And here's Mary from Fort Collins, Colorado. She wrote, I don't believe everything I hear. So I tried this eye lift on my right eye, and the next day at work, everybody said my right eye looked better. I couldn't believe it. So, ladies and gentlemen, Chaminade's best sale of the year just got better. Till Thanksgiving, until Thanksgiving. Order Genicel treatment for bags and puffiness and get the brand new Genicel eyelid absolutely free. It's the eyelid li- lift. And for results in 12 hours, the Genicel immediate effects is also free. So I hope my buddy Teddy's listening. Call 800Skin604-800Skin604 or go to Genocel.com. Let's call in the next 20 minutes. You'll also get the Esotique RF Collagen Builder and the Deep Firming Serum Absolutely free with your order, 800-SKIN-604. That's four bestsellers free with your order while supplies last, so you need to hurry. And Thanksgiving's almost here. 800-SKIN-604, 800-SKIN-604, or go to Com. 800-SKIN-604. Let's take some calls, shall we? Yes, we can. Ray, Livermore, California, the great KSFO. How are you?
7: Hey, doing great, Mark. Great show as usual. We love what you do. We need you badly, so keep up the good work. I want to buttress your point about tax cuts for the rich. Um, It really is a way to make sure nobody else ever gets rich. I have a small business, and to my entry-level employees, my minimum wage employees, I look like a rich guy, and I'm hardly that. Um, But when we roll up to a house, and it's a big house, I tell the guys, I say, does this, does this guy look like he's rich or he's poor? And they laugh. They said, no, he's rich. I said, do uh, you think he should be paying higher taxes? Oh, yeah, yeah, for sure. I say, well, you know, when you raise his taxes, I'm not going to lose my job, but you're going to lose yours. Because when he quits hiring me to do carpet cleaning, I'm not going to need my helper anymore. So it actually helps. It hurts the guy on the bottom the mm.
1: most. It will never hurt Rich man. So why do we have to teach Paul Ryan this lesson? Isn't that re- remarkably bizarre? Well, it, apparently he's
7: buying into the same thing that, that everyone on Capitol Hill does, which is optics. You know, what does it look like? And and I think they should all look to the Ten Commandments, because this is just a form of coveting, Mark. This is yep. a form of hatred and coveting to, to look at what another man has and to want to deny him of it because you don't have the same thing. Mm -hmm. What's beautiful about America is I can be like that rich man. If I work my butt off, I can get into that big house. And then I'll be buying services from other guys below me, and they'll be helping out people below them. It all works out. It's a beautiful system. It can never be equal. It can never be equal because once it's equal, we're North Korea,
1: Mark. And we never want it equal, do we?
7: No, we don't because it means I never have a chance to get to the top.
1: Mm
7: -hmm. I want a chance,
1: Mark. Ray, you're terrific. I appreciate it, buddy. Appreciate your call. Steve, Marietta, California. I was going to say Georgia on the Mark Levin app. How are you?
2: I'm great, Mark. I can tell you, I, I just the frustration level is just going off the charts with us out here. It's just unbelievable that that these clowns back there, and I do mean clowns, with Ryan and McConnell. and it, I mean, there is nobody... Nobody's speaking for me anymore. These guys have completely flipped the script, and they are so timid about what the media and the Dems are going to call them when they do offer tax cuts across the board. Don't they realize no matter what they offer, they're going to get their heads kicked in anyway? Well,
1: and you're so right, because the Democrats are going, to, this is tax cuts for the rich, tax cuts for the rich. They're raising the rate. There's no tax cuts for the rich. There's no tax cuts for people over a certain level at all. No, no, they're And yet and but it proves your point. It doesn't matter and yet they they fall into this trap over and over again.
2: They are just like it's just like Charlie Brown in the football and they pull the 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 ball out from under us. Every time we're ready to kick it through and score and put it through the uprights and, and it's our own party, Mark. That's the worst of it. Is we have nothing. We have nothing to show for it. They said, you know, get the house. We gave them the house. They said, get the senate. We gave them the senate. They said, well, get the White House. And these guys act like they're in the minority, and they they govern as though they're they're afraid of their own shadow. There's nobody bold. There's no there's no growth. There's no positive message. Where is the message that Reagan and, and that was the first president I voted for in '84? I was too young in '80, but I voted for Reagan in '84. Where is look? Let's get this economy growing, and let's give everybody a chance to, to live the American dream. And, and,
1: and, and, and you hear you hear Ryan say this is a bigger tax cut and reform than Reagan. And it's so appalling uh, what the, the propagandists these Republicans have become. Steve, I appreciate your call, man, very much. Let's keep going. Let's keep going. We're on a – what are we? We're, we're in the zone. Keith! Dunwoody, California, the great W-Y-A, I mean Georgia, sorry, the great W-Y-A-Y. Go.
6: Yes, Mark. The uh, hit piece on Judge Moore in the Post uh, is uh, refuted right inside their own article. Uh, Quote, neither Kaufman nor any of the other women sought out the Post while reporting a story in Alabama about supporters of Moore's Senate campaign. A Post reporter heard that Moore allegedly had sought relations with teenage girls, unquote. First of all, if the women didn't seek the post, how did they ever find them?
1: Then okay, you're they, repeating everything I just said. And uh, An you know, hour ago.
6: Been on hold for a long time. All right. <laughs> and uh, secondly, you know, how are they going to, uh, what more supporter would ever say anything like that? So where did this leak? They Yeah, heard? I
1: mean, they're not going to give us names, but they can at least give us a general direction, and they're not going to do it because... They didn't just hear this. They, they're they trying to leave the impression that they overheard it like at a campaign rally. or They're trying to leave it to your imagination. They're down there uh, amongst uh, more supporters than they heard. Uh, no, they didn't hear. It was fed to them. It was given to them. Uh, and the names were given to them. And the women didn't know each other. And they say in the plural there that uh, uh, teenage uh, Girls in plural, um, and so forth and so on. I, I mean, I dissected it uh, as, as you know as best as can do. So, I appreciate your call, Keith. I very much do. Roger, Sydney, Nebraska, Sirius Satellite, go.
6: Hey, Mr. Van, thanks for taking my call. Uh, you bet. I work for a great. I work for a great trucking company. I just started two and a half years ago doing this, and they started back in 1961. Have not had a layoff since then. Not one layoff. Not one person lost their job. They keep expanding, they keep getting bigger, but they profit share. They give us bonuses. They keep building more DCs. They buy new trucks. They treat us very well, and I don't expect them to be penalized for treating people right and expanding and making more jobs. Because when when people make money, they spend money. They they rejuvenate the economy. They're they're doing things, and this company just keeps doing that. And they started out, like I said, 1961, and they're a multi-billion dollar. Company now, but they just—they they keep adding on. They keep getting bigger. But What's the
1: name of the company?
6: It's uh, Dot Foods, sir.
1: What's it called? Sorry. Dot Foods. Dot Foods. And good. If they're a good company, I want people to know about. It. But tell me something. Why doesn't Paul Ryan understand this?
6: I don't know that. You know, if you sit there and think about it, if they would look at what deficit we got as a nation—twenty-one trillion—something's not working. Something's not working, and they need to look in the mirror and say well it's me i'm not doing right for the people and That's it's just sad. aggravating i'm fifty years old, I serve my country, and the way it's going now i'm just really sad, but mm-hmm. I just wanted to say that you know people that work hard like this company this family has, they deserve to keep their they deserve what they've got
1: and and, and you you, you articulate it so beautifully, Roger, and let me ask you this. What the hell would the government do with more money anyway than piss it away? I'm sorry, I have to say that.
6: they give it away. They would just give it away. That's what they would do. they,
1: they give they, it to people who don't earn it? they they, they, they throw it away with these ridiculous grants? Uh, they, they, they they further bloat the uh, suburbs outside of Washington, D.C.? I mean, it's outrageous.
6: It is, and it's, it's pitiful because, you know, believe me, if you need a handout, I, I, I understand that. But I don't need to be penalized, and neither do other people, to keep giving more and more when you really don't want to do nothing. And I know that may sound harsh, but I've always worked hard all my life. I served my country, then I had a great job for 20 years. Retired.
1: Well, first of all, we're going to have to go. I want to thank you for serving our country. And let me tell you something. You don't need to apologize for anything you've said. I'm tired of people taking from us and then demanding more. I'm sick of it. And thank you very much for your service, and be safe out there. We'll be right back. You know, the downside of having an older car you love is that things start to go wrong and they tend to snowball. Well, for me, there's an upside. I got an extended vehicle protection program from CarShield for my Camaro 2010 so don't have to worry about big repair bills anymore getting covered by car shield is a great idea it's affordable protection that can save you thousands of dollars for a covered repair a new fuel pump costs over $500 replacing a water pump's over $1000 car shield even has plans that cover your car's computer gps electronics and a lot more Car Shield's the ultimate in extended vehicle coverage, and they get your favorite mechanic or dealership paid directly. You know, you get some of these places that try and have you pay up front, and then they reimburse you like three months later. CarShield pays directly. Get covered. Get covered by CarShield like I did before something goes wrong. Sign up today. Get 24-7 roadside assistance and a rental car while yours is in the shop. Save yourself from high repair bills. Call them right now. They're right there. 800-CAR-6100 and mention code MARK. It's that simple. Or visit carshield.com and use code MARK, and that way you'll save 10%. Again, 800-CAR-6100, 800-CAR-6100, doesn't get simpler. Or go to carshield.com, carshield.com, make sure you use code LEVIN, L-E-V-I-N, and you'll get 10% off. That's carshield.com, code Levin. Any a deductible may apply. Okay, let's see what we've got going on here. We've got Charles in Los Angeles, California, on the Mark Levin app. Go.
0: Hello, Mark. It's so great to talk to you again. It was great meeting you out at the Reagan Library, too, this time. Uh, well, thank had a you. a great time with you.
1: You know what? We always have a great time in the Reagan Library, don't we?
0: Yeah, oh yes, That's the we first do. time I was ever there, and boy, oh boy, what a place!
1: So if I go out there again in a year or two, will you come back?
0: Absolutely, absolutely. All right. And dinner under the under the Air Force One was nothing so like great. it.
1: Nothing like it. They, I agree with you. Yeah. And our our buddy John uh, Highbush Bush runs the whole place. Nobody does it better. Anyway, go ahead, Charles.
0: He's a class act. That's uh, why to say you know Trump being a businessman. How can he sit there and watch this happen? If it was his own company, he wouldn't run his business this way.
1: What are we he's talking about?
0: about? About the taxes, you know, and yeah. coming up with these tax rates. He's the one in charge. He should say, come on, guys, this is what You're I want. Right. This is what we ran on. And, and push for it like Reagan used to. I mean, he Reagan got on that phone and made phone calls all day well, long. I did. remember he was the first president I could vote for.
1: And he went to the nation, too. The problem is he's leaving it to the lightweights. He's leaving it to the lightweights, and the lightweights are producing lightweight stuff. They are not the businessmen for the most part, are they?
0: No, not at all. And I'm a small businessman in California, believe me. This place has taxes all over the place.
1: Oh, you're getting killed. And wouldn't you love it if you can't deduct most of your property taxes and interest mortgage and all the rest of it? Wouldn't that just be a wonderful middle-class tax cut for you?
2: <laughs> yeah, yep. It's
1: ridiculous. It's ridiculous. But All right, my friend. It's a pleasure. Thanks again, Charles. I appreciate it. William, Albany, New York, the great WGY. Go. Hi, Mark. I uh, love your show. I've been listening to you for a long time.
4: Uh, I just want to call because I think you're being a little slightly unfair um, in the situation with this tax bill. Um, I come okay. from a financial background. Um, uh, well, let I me think just
1: tell you, we've had a lot of CPAs call this program, and a lot of the information I have are from those experts. But you go ahead.
4: Um, I think that we forget sometimes that, now, considering that the filibuster rule is in there, and that's a separate issue, but that... Uh, no, you know, the filibuster
1: rule has nothing to do with this. This is a spending budget issue, and they use reconciliation. So it's a simple majority.
4: They have that $1.5 Hold on. Did you hear what I said? Yes. So
1: first point, wrong. Next point.
4: Okay. So they're not within those parameters. No, they're not. They are, they are
1: not. So why does Paul Ryan keep saying that? So keep saying what? He's not brought up that, the filibuster rule.
4: No, I understand that, but he's trying to pass a bill that he knows could get to the Senate. And well, it can't
1: because the Senate's already rejected it. They have their own ideas. The Senate bill is actually better, but still pretty okay. crappy. Let me ask you a question. You have a financial background. Why don't they just slash tax rates?
4: Um, I would love for them to slash a tax rate,
1: but they're not it has nothing to do with economics. it has everything to do with politics. They're afraid of being called the party of the rich while they're being called the party of the rich
4: i i I understand that but um
1: well was, look, there's only one look this isn't the uh, rocket scientist. you want to create jobs, you want to create wealth, you want to create entrepreneurs, you want to create businesses, you want to create uh, facilities, assembly lines, you want to make America great again, then you rely on America and not the government. That's the answer to that. Thank you for your call, my friend. You can call again. I appreciate it. But that music means it's out of time and it's time to go get a steak. I've been dying for a steak for three hours. Ladies and gentlemen, we salute our armed forces, police officers, firefighters, and emergency personnel. Keep your chin up, folks. And I'll join you right here tomorrow. We have a great Levin TV in honor of Veterans Day, which is Saturday. I really want you to check it out tonight. See you tomorrow.